I remember meeting Isaiah Wynn and some of the guys that were hosting the recruits. And as I met the prospects, I was meeting our players, and that was like, wow, this is this is real. You know, it's official. And uh, it's been a joy to go back to your alma mater and get a chance to be the head coach. And I think you, you, you never quit learning. I think any head coach to tell you he's been a head coach for 30 years, you still learn things. And that's been the case for me in year two. I mean, it's been enjoyable. You're much more comfortable, I know that, in year two than you are year one, but you're nowhere near where you need to be either in year two. I just didn't know if there was like a, kind of the first time that you're taking a fourth down, go for it, not a call. Was that kind of thing? You're like, oh, yeah, that's my call. Not really. I mean, I, the way I looked at it all the years I was a defense coordinator was what would I do in this situation? I mean, you're already doing it, and you're trying to make those decisions. Every game you watch as a coach, you're not watching the ball or a player. You're saying, what would I do here? What would I do there? Trying to avoid critical mistakes. So you, you try to prepare yourself for that all your life. Coach, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield and the big stuff that's going on and how that might impact your preparation for one of these games? I don't see that impacting our preparation at all. I mean, we got guys sick, too. It's just not as big a deal because they didn't win the Heisman. So it's not, it's, it is what it is. We're preparing for Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield. To be honest with you, I didn't even really know what's going on other than the last two days. Everybody's made a big deal about it. So it hadn't been a big deal for us. Yeah, I think anytime you're preparing for a game that's three and four weeks out, you got to be really smart how you manage your time. You start on team too early, they get tired of it. You start on too late, you're not prepared for it. They're going to do things they haven't done. We're going to do things we haven't done. It's who adjusts in the game because you can only do so much in one game. So it, in my history, I found you can over-prepare for these type things and you get further away from fundamentals. And that's what you got to do. you got to block, tackle, you know, possess the ball, get turnovers. So all the other stuff, all the other preparations overrated if you, you get into the X's and O's too much. I think you relish the challenge of stopping any great offense. You, know, you don't stop a player. You know, they've got a great back that won the Heisman and he rushes for 300 yards a game. You might do great to hold him to 200. You know, they've got a great quarterback who makes unbelievable plays. In every game I go back in his history and watch, he has a wow moment, he has a wow play. He's really good at that. I think it's how you handle those plays and how you handle their success that allows you to be successful. Because he's going to make some plays. So you, you, you've got to go out and make your mind up that, hey, when he makes one, how are we going to respond to it and handle that the right way? But it's it's easier to prepare for that than a team that's 110th in offense because you got you get your kids more excited. been a really tough management. I mean, when you think about sometimes handling success is much tougher as a coach than handling failure. You know, it's easy to coach after you lose to, to Auburn the first time because you got everybody's attention. You know, you, you beat Auburn a second time and now you're dealing with a different set of circumstances and we've had to really manage that, uh, manage that with our players. The recruiting really hasn't been a distraction. It was tough having an early signing period, but a lot of that time our players were doing finals, uh, working out, 
not really focused on Oklahoma until it got time to focus on Oklahoma. And for the most part, we've been working on us up until the last two weeks where we started more working on Oklahoma. I've said repeatedly this year, I, we, re, we look at every year independent of the previous, and our job is to get the best out of our team, our university, our kids each year. And we're trying to get the best out of this group we can get. And that's all we think about. We don't really look at it. Or where, are we where we need to be in year two? Are we where we need to be in year three? We just want to get the best out of each team that we have, and every team is different. And what's made this team the most different has been the leaders, the leaders, the seniors. They've been tremendous. And I hope that every group after will follow some of the same things they did and just make it better. That's the hope as a coach. Coach, the start of games, who gets off the good start job is really important. But Oklahoma, they, they really have done a good job. Yeah. Is that something that you have focused on? We haven't focused specifically on that. We talk about openers. We talk about opening drives. What are teams' tendencies? What are our tendencies? How do we break those tendencies? But at the end of the day, it's not going to be the first drive or the first quarter that dictates this game. It never is. It may be how you respond to the first drive or how you respond to the first quarter, but the response is much more important in adjustments than what they actually do because they're really talented. they got a great offense. They'll have a good plan. Lincoln does a great job. We're going to have to react and respond to whatever they do. Yeah, uh, I think the kids have been excited. Um, they're getting to the point now where I think they're ready to play, and you can do a little bit too much at times and make it overkill. I think our guys have practiced well. They've been excited, excited to be here, gotten used to the time adjustment. It's time to go play now. You know, everybody tries something different. Uh, the big thing he's got to rely on is an ability of our offense to run the ball. And as long as you have some run game, it makes things a little bit easier on him. But, you know, people pressure him. People drop eight. They try to disguise coverages. But he's a bright kid. He watches a lot of tape. You can't reinvent a defense. There's only so many you can do. So he's seen most of them. Uh, it's not the defenses that get him. It's the players within the defense. And if they can be successful rushing the passer, covering our people, that makes it complicated for Jake. Coach, Walmart's had problems with stopping, say, NCC run for the other team. But on the flip side of it, you're playing an offense that you don't see from the 10th day in the league. Maybe Missouri something out. Do you feel that it's time between the games to give them an opportunity to get caught up in the speed? No, I don't think you can ever get caught up to speed with an offense like Oklahoma's. We could have a year to prepare. We could have two years to prepare. We could have one day to prepare. They've got good football players. They've got the Heisman Trophy leading their offense. What you do is go out and prepare the best you can. You give your team a chance to be successful. You have the ability to change things up, and you respond to what they do. And that's all I've ever been coached to do. That's all we're going to do, and we'll do the best job we can against what I think is obviously the most explosive and most potent offense in the country. Pretty 
gives me tremendous pride to be an alumnus of the University of Georgia. And when you get to see that, when you come out Notre Dame Stadium and you see that red and black, and you see the streets here lined with it, you see the hotels lined with the fans, I think it just shows kind of how passionate and how hungry our fan base is, you know, for success. And uh, they love the dogs, and they've been really good to us this year, and they've really helped us in some tough environments, which we'll need them on Monday as well. Yeah, we've got a defensive unit that's very senior-laden. They've played here for a long time. I mean, I, I can remember back three years ago when I was at Alabama and we played them, a lot of those same kids were backups or starters on that team. So I can't always say that they're the most talented, but I can say they're probably one of the most experienced defenses I've coached. And uh, they've been really great leaders for our offense, for our young offensive players. They set a tone, they set a tempo, and they do have each other's back. But more important than that, they care about each other, and they practice the right way, and uh, they've been a joy to work with. And I think Coach Tucker has really done a tremendous job of bringing out the best in that unit. Speaking of the Georgia legacy, Georgia football legacy, talk about bringing back G. Hurst, Terrell Davis, and Mark Howard to talk to the kids throughout the year. Yeah, I think anytime you've got a great alumni base, you lean on that because the message sometimes can become dry same. So when you bring Amari Harwick in and all the players see him and they recognize, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize he played here. He was a teammate of Coach Smarts. They were good friends. And to see him, that's really special. Garrison Hurst is another one that's just a special bulldog. Terrell Davis, you know, we got so many good backs. A lot of those kids grew up idolizing Terrell Davis. So to have those guys speak, I think it opens the kids' ears a little better. I mean, they lock in. They, they, they're like, wow. Like this is a, a former bulldog. I could see myself being like him one day, and uh, they, they're great role models and they're great alumnus. Yeah, team picture will be tomorrow. They'll get to see it then.